0: Little children, I love that term. This guy's like in his 90s and he's writing to the uh, little children. He's calling them little children. like, and it's uh, it's uh, It means ones who need to be disciplined. It doesn't mean like you're rowdy and you're like out of sorts and okay, you need a time out, little mister. Nothing like that. It means ones who are of an age who need discipleship, when we say discipline. They need to become disciples. He's using that like... Uh, term, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are many Antichrists, whereby whereby we know that it is the last time. Now, I don't want to distract from talking about the Antichrist too much, because I don't think that's why he's doing that. I think he's talking about the Antichrist to introduce the topic of Antichrist, to introduce the topic of false teaching, to talk about if you're in real teaching or not. I mean, look at look at what he's talked about so far. Uh, verse 4 of chapter 1, These things will I write unto you that your joy may be filled. Verse 6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie, and we're not doing the truth. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ the Son cleanses us from all sin. But if we say that we don't have any sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth isn't in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Again, I talk about the self-diagnostics. Verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse six: He that saith he abideth in him ought also um, ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Um, verse nine: He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brothers in darkness and walketh in darkness and know not where he goeth because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So he's writing these different things. He's saying, listen, you say you're in light. Well, you should walk in light. You say you love the Father. You should walk in fellowship with the Father. You should walk in fellowship one with another. You say in this, but does your life line up that way? And these aren't, uh, I heard one guy say, uh, drive by guilt trip. These aren't that. And he's, He's not saying it like, you know, you don't love enough, and you know your problem. He's not saying it like that. He's saying it in the sense where we can, in a quietness of our own heart, say, uh, is this the reality of us? Look at this. Uh, um, he that says he's enlightened, hateth his brother. Well, I hate everybody, and I say I'm a Christian. Well, that can't be right, for instance. I'm giving you a for instance, okay? And there's a lot of... That, I can say, self-diagnostic. So when he's talking about the introducing, all of a sudden, the Antichrist, I don't think he's, okay, now we have a lesson in eschatology. A brief one, and let's briefly handle it. So he introduces this character, the Antichrist. Only John is the one who uses that. You say Revelation chapter 13. There he's called the beast. In, In Revelation 13, if you read carefully, there's two beasts. One later on is renamed the false prophet. The first beast is just the beast, okay? But that's the Antichrist. Um, He's called many things. He's called the son of perdition. He's called the willful king. He's called the little horn. Uh, He's called the the king of fierce countenance. He's called the prince that shall come. Many of those are from the book of Daniel. Uh, In the book of uh, Isaiah, he's called the Egyptian, and he's called the Assyrian. You say, well, how can he have all these titles? How can he, like Jesus Christ has all these titles? You know, if you follow through what the Bible says about Jesus Christ, he's called the Nazarene. The Bible says, out of Egypt will I call my son. And then it goes on to say... Um, He's going to be born in Bethlehem. Well, how can all those things be true? How can he be born in Bethlehem? How can he be called the Nazarene? How can he be come out of Egypt? He was born in Bethlehem. And you read the gospel accounts and you see all those things are, are so. And I think it's the same with the Antichrist. Now, when we think of anti, are you anti-abortion? Well, I hope so. But that tells us what we feel about abortion. I'm anti this, I'm anti-that, I'm pro-this, I'm pro-that. And so we take that language into the Bible with us, and we're likely to think that the Antichrist is against Christ. Well, he is, but that's not the primary meaning in Greek of the, word, of the, the part of the word anti. It means the instead of Christ, the pseudo-Christ, the false Christ. When the Antichrist comes, make no mistake it, about it, he'll be against Christ, but I don't think that's his opening salvo I'm here to denounce Jesus Christ, come follow me, the whole world. How many takers, you know? Because even in the world, there's a lot of people who have respect for Jesus Christ. And that then maybe they don't think about him like we think about him, and we'll talk about that here in a, in a few verses. But I don't think that's the how he's going to appear on the scene. You know, a lot of people, they, their first thought isn't, you've got to denounce Jesus. I think he's going to be the instead of Christ. Here, i got a better way. I've got a way forward to peace. I've got a way forward to economic prosperity. We're in this mess. Well, I can solve it. I can get us out of this. I can broker peace in the Middle East. I can do this. I can do that. And then at some point, he's going to pull the wool over our eyes. Our I talk about our in the sense of our humanity, not me personally, not you personally. hope we're all watching it from the mezzanine story for another time. But here, he's saying, we're in the last days. And you know it's the last days because many antichrists have come. Therefore, we know it is the last days. Now, what are the antichrists? They're the ones who say, instead of, you know, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you go to that church, Calvary Church? Oh, how cute are you? Oh, you know, they know some stuff there, but they're not into the deep things, the, the spiritual things, the super abundant life things that you have to have at our club, and there's many groups like that. And he's talking against a group called the Gnostics, the knowers, you know, gnosis, knowledge. Uh, He's talking against them and and others along those lines. Uh, They had uh, a different Jesus than the Bible has, and we'll talk about that in in a minute. You know, Antichrist is going to come, had he come and John's Day. No, because he's talking about something futuristic. That's why, you know, people say, well, Nero and the Bible, you know, was all revelation, was fulfilled in AD 70 when Rome came and they toppled the temple and Nero was the Antichrist. And what are you talking about? What are you babbling incoherently about? This is written after that. And he's and he's talking about the beast that shall, the Antichrist that shall come. If he knew it was narrow, and by the way, the last book of the Bible, Revelation, penned by the same guy, you know, he's, he's not going to have any confusion that way. He's going to talk about the beast who's going to come, who'll you know, come out of the uh, midst of the sea, by the way. And that, by the way, that tells you he's not, that just told you he's not Jewish. A lot of people think you know, the Antichrist is Jewish. I don't think so. I think the false prophet is. And again, from that same language, he comes from the land in uh, Revelation 13. But I, but I digress. Even now, many antichrists in place of Christ are come, and we know it's the last time. You say, wait a second, John's day was the last time? Yeah. It was the last days then. You say, well, you always say it's the last days now, nah, that we're in the last days. We're in the last of the last days, I think. There's, are we going to see the playing out of all this in our lifetime? I think so. I've thought that since 1980. I think that's the way he wants us to think. You know, when Paul writes about the rapture, he talks about then we who are alive and remain. Was he wrong? Yeah, that's technically. Oh, he's going to be part of the rapture. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive. He thought it was we. He thought he was going to be in the the, uh, uh, the alive part of the rapture. Imagine that. I don't think it's wrong. I mean, in the sense of like, I I think Jesus could come at any time. And it's always served me well. I'm not somebody to put off things that need to be taken care of. When I'm out of sorts with God, when I find that me and God have gone our separate ways. By the way, he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. If I'm out of sorts, guess who moved? You know, if we're apart now. Oh, I don't have time for sin. I don't have time to be playing games. I don't have time for the, I just like, you know, he might be coming back Thursday, I don't know, or, or a week from Tuesday, or next month, or today. I, I don't know. So I have, have the sense of urgency about me all the time, and I think it served me well. I think that's how he wants us to live. Remember in Matthew, we were looking at that a couple of Wednesdays ago. The evil servant says in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. And he begins to eat and drink and beat the fellow servants. I don't see how you could do that. I don't see how you could live like that. It's the last days. It was the last days then. You say, well, how, how many last days do we have? It was the last days for a lot of days. You remember, a, a, a thousand years is the Lord, but a you know a day. Lord, when do you come back? What are you talking about? I'm only gone a couple of days. I mean, think about it that way. It's It's been the last days for a lot of days. Can this all quiet down? Can America get back to normal and the world get back to normal and business as usual and three, four, five decades come back to this place we're at now? Yeah, I suppose that could happen. I'm just always like, Today's the day. I'm ready. I am so, so I can sell my house and buy a white ascension robe. I don't think that's ready. I don't, I really don't. I think ready is like, I'm spiritually where I'm supposed to be. I'm trying, best I know how, I'm following God like, like the Bible prescribes. Um, Am I earning my salvation? Oh, that's rubbish. That's silly. Of course not. Uh, okay, there were there are many Antichrists, and that's how we know it's the last day. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might, it might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now, I want to talk about two things here. First, I want to quickly say, you've left here, you're Antichrist, and you're going to hell, and you're diabolical. That's not what I'm saying. Nobody misquote me on this. It's this a very, very important point. I don't think John's talking about people who left, moved, uh, found a different church, a good church, one that where they can fellowship. Calvary Chapel isn't for everybody. Everyone stood that. Long time. You, you go to East Coast Pastors Conference, you guys have been there with me. A lot of tattoos, a lot of biker leather happening, uh, a lot of um, piercings. It looks like jailbreak. Uh, that's the Pastors Conference, okay? It's kind of like, I, I, I'm like square. They look at me like, really, you one of us? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, i just I. I never get, if I get tattoos, I get them kind of wash off at the end of the day, because I'm just not into, you know, I don't know anything I want you to pierce my body with, and I'm going to love it so much, I'm gonna, I am going to. want it for the rest of my life. I'm not against tattoos, I'm not even, I just don't care for one on me, all right? I just, uh, leather, biker, Harley, pastor, I'm not into bikes, not really, you know, I just Like I say, I'm the oddball. But I like, you know, we do like, we minister drug and alcohol people. We minister in jails. We're like, listen, if you can't make it in Calvary Chapel, you can't make it anywhere. A lot of our pastors have criminal records. And that doesn't like stop you from serving the Lord. I love the Calvary Chapel thing. But some people like, they want a steeple and three points in a poem. The guy up in the front, he's supposed to be wearing a dress. Not me. Sorry. No coat and tie. No dress. I mean, we're we're a different breed of cat. So someone leaves and they go somewhere else. God bless them. That's not what this verse is saying. Okay. We're talking about leaving the faith. Now, I I know a lot of you people believe in. I, I know some of you people believe in. People lose their salvation. Okay. But this is this verse. I think what this verse is saying. They they didn't look it. They went out from us but they were not of us. Can Adam, give me a for instance. Well, just Wednesday night, Judas. Well, Judas lost his salvation. Oh, that's a hard sell. You're going to have a hard time proving that to me. He never calls him Lord. He calls him Master, which is to say teacher. But I, if you say, if you think you can prove that uh, Judas lost his salvation, that's that's going to be a hard sell. That's I, You're going to be proven uphill. I think he... He just—he was the son of perdition. He—he he, could he have got saved if he wanted to? I'm sure, but he went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, Christians, they would no doubt have continued with us. I, I think of that all the time. I, I think I'm legit. I think I'm the real deal. I think I'm really saved. Well, how do you know? Because it's not some flash in the pan, some phase I'm going through. I got saved in 1980. Do the math. It's not. I'm not. I'm not like a here today, gone tomorrow type of person. I'm, I've never been that way. I, I, I. Well, maybe I am. I try something. I don't like it. And I try something else. And I'm not very committed to it. What's the difference with God? I'm here for good. I'm not going anywhere. If I leave, then it's no doubt I was never here anywhere. I was hanging around. I wasn't like legit. I wasn't born again. The reason he's writing this letter is because people say they have the truth. They say they're walking in light. They say that they they're um, in fellowship with God and in fellowship with everything else. And he's saying, "Not wait a second, not so fast. You might not be." And again, I'm not saying that to guilt anyone. I don't think he's saying that to guilt anyone. I think he's saying, "Shine the light on your own life. Is this true of you? I love God. Oh, but you hate your fellow man. What's that? That's ridiculous." And he's telling us it's ridiculous. He's calling us out. And he's saying, "No, you say like that. You're a liar." And so we have these people. And they come and they they look like they're legit. And now all of a sudden they're not here. They're not anywhere. Are they? Did they lose their salvation? You might think that. I understand. I know the verses. You know too. Or did, were they never here? I mean, you got to do some with this verse. You say, "Well, probably some of them were like that." Well. At least grant me that they went out from us; that they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that it might be made manifest, obvious, right, that they were not all of us. But you, there's them and there's you. And Scripture makes this line of demarcation very often. You should listen, listen to the pronouns. But you, you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. What do you mean? I don't know everything. You know enough that you know enough. You know. I was saying in my prayer, God doesn't want us to go on and on and you know, I if, if I in a lot of churches, if I say, you know, I'm struggling and I don't know and I don't have the truth and I don't know if you can know the truth, people stand up and applaud. And here we say, We have the truth. And people think we're ignorant and obnoxious. Wait a second, I wrote these things that you might know that you have eternal life is what is what we will find in this very epistle. I want you to know, I don't. I want you to, walking around doubting, I'm going to stand in front of God, and I don't know, I was trying to figure stuff out, and he's like, I gave you a lot of... I've heard people say that, you know, uh, atheists who have debated with Christians. Well, what happens if you die and you stand before God? I'll tell them that he didn't give me enough clues, that he didn't give me enough... They're like, Really? I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be arrogant. Please, please listen to my spirit. Listen to my heart within me. I, 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 I don't want to be. I don't want to come across as like a know-it-all because I'm like with you working out my salvation with fear and trembling. But some things you can know. And I think he, wouldn't a loving heavenly father. I mean, I have a regular earthly dad, right? Wouldn't he want me to know that he loved me? I mean, a normal dad would, right? Wouldn't Wouldn't he want that? Wouldn't he tell you? Wouldn't he? I get it. Not, not everyone has that. I, I've said before, uh, for all of us who had good dads, I think we could have our reunion in a phone booth. I, I know it's not typical, uh, but, but you've seen it. You've seen what a good dad is and what he does. Well, our Heavenly Father, he wants us to know that he, that we love it, that he loves us, and he keeps telling us all the time. Uh, you have an unction from the Holy One. Who's the Holy One? The Holy Spirit of God. What's an unction? An oiling. You are oiled up. You're you have a because we talk about anointing. Doesn't that drive you crazy? Oh man, I was uh I was in that presence of that guy. Oh well, he's got an anointing. What does it mean? I don't know. I have no idea. It means they can do like supernatural stuff really easily. They have this like hotline of heaven they call God, yeah, heal uh Maine. Just drive out COVID, just where are they, by the way? Hey, I'm gonna tell you something, and I, and I, if you, hopefully, truth is welcome here. And if you don't like that I said this, then I don't know what. Any of you guys like Bethel music? Bethel music? Most of you know what it is. Hope you don't like Bethel doctrine. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. They're that anointing people. You know what I mean? Uh, I saw this video, and they go to the emergency room, and they pray over people, and they come in. I think it's good. And they were, the guy was kind of the videographer. He was kind of talking about all the miracles. Well, film a couple of them. I'd love to see someone come in all banged up from a crash head on on death's door. And all of a sudden, all the bleeding just go away and him just get up and walk out. I'd, I'd love to see that. They talk about it and they kind of promise more than they deliver. You know, in, at Bethel Church, the healing service was canceled for COVID. Now listen to what I just said. That should tell you everything about the anointing you need to know. That's just a true story. I, I hope that he's like oh, you're telling, you were saying bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I am, but I'm trying to give you an example of. Oh, I've got the anointing on me, brother, and if you hang around me, he's saying, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. You have the, you have an unction from the Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit of God. You got the whole package. You, you, you you have access to the same God that we have access to. Um, you know, you got to get my books, you got to get my tapes, you got to hang around me, you've got to catch this, like I cough on you and you'll get the same unction, the same anointing. I, it doesn't work like that at all. And we always see these people running after this power and, you know, and the, the Spirit is upon me and I went over this church and it's dripping honey from the ceiling and all the oil and the unction and all that. And it's just like, what are you talking about? John says, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. What do you mean you know all things? The Spirit of God who leads me into all truth can lead you into all truth, can lead this, the Apostle John into all truth. the same Spirit. And that's what he's saying. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. How much do you love the truth? All costs? I want to the truth. Listen, Jesus says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." All of a sudden, I'm, I got a vested interest in the truth. I got time for lies. I got time for like people always say, "Well, what about this? and What about this? And what about this?" I got to check out every possible religion that anyone has ever written, just so I can. And by the way, I kind of do. <laughs> Especially when I first, I, I learned stuff about all kinds of false teaching, and I can just go down and name them. What they? I will. I'm gonna say something. You're gonna say, "Well, that's hateful." I'm not. I'm not. Um, I know the truth, not exhaustively. Nobody does. You'd be God if you knew everything. But we know enough that we know enough because He wants us to. He's not. Think of this. Do you, is is your God? Is He in the sky like some? He's hidden like Easter eggs. Right? Oh, you're getting colder, cold all oh, cold, freezing, freezing. Oh, you're getting warmer. Is that, is that who he is? He wants us to play this guessing game. I don't think a loving heavenly Father is like that. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think that. He's saying, I, I, and to John, I haven't written unto you because you know not the truth, because you know it. No lies of the truth. Who's the liar? He that denies Jesus Christ. He is the antichrist that denieth the Father and Son. That's why in verse 18 he introduced the idea of antichrist. So we get to verse 22, the guy who is. Who's a liar? He that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. What are we talking about? Jesus is the Messiah. Now, let's talk about a few groups. Do Mormons think that Jesus is the Messiah? No, he's the half-brother of Lucifer. And he hasn't saved you from anything. You've got to go to the temple. You've got to do all these things. You've got to wear certain clothing. and You really do. And you've got to go these certain functions. And then you're going to earn your way into salvation. Can I give you a hard one? Does Israel know that Jesus is the Messiah? No. What's that all about? Did God turn his back on him? For a time. Not to turn his back on him, but reading this morning in Romans, and I hope I think I hope I can find it quickly. Has God cast away his people? God forbid. I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. But where is it? Um For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Now he spends chapters 9, 10, and 11 in the book of uh, uh, Romans talking about this, why Israel's on the outside looking in right now, and it's because they've rejected Messiah. And there is a spirit of Antichrist there. I'm not speaking anti-Semitically. I love our Jewish friends, and I hope they will find Messiah. Uh, Romans says that they will. All Israel shall be saved. Okay, so um, why aren't they saved now? Well, it's a long story. Uh, for I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. When I say ignorant, you think like, I just called somebody stupid. The Bible uses the word ignorant like ignore in You're not paying attention. And it's using it that way here. They being ignorant of God's righteousness going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for everyone that believes. Now it goes on and on, talks about that. So right now we have to put Israel on the outside looking in. What about uh, Islam? He's just, Jesus is just, you can tell anything that's, uh, that's false teaching, they make little of Jesus Christ. He's just a prophet. So that's pretty big. He's the Son of God. He's God the Son. He's the Creator. Anything you make, he's the Savior. Here he's saying, he's a liar that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Antichrist that denieth the Father innocent. Well, he didn't deny the Father. They believe in Father God like we do. Uh, he's going to say in a verse, no, 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 that's illegitimate. You can't believe that. You can't say that so. And I'll show you why here directly if I ever get to that. He's a liar that denieth Jesus Christ. What about the... the Jehovah's Witness, come to your door. He's Michael the Archangel. He won't save you from anything. What about Catholic Jesus? Well, in Catholic Jesus, he's at least the Son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity, but he doesn't really save you. He gets you in the ballpark, but then you've got to earn your salvation by doing a lot of things. That's Catholicism. I'm sorry. I was there. I know. Um, So what's true truth? He's the Messiah. If you have this unction, if you have the Holy Spirit on you, you'll realize Jesus is the Christ. Is there any other Christ out there? No. No, I, No. he's exclusively the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by him. That's what Jesus says about himself. You say, I don't believe that. Well, you're denying the Father and the Son. And verse 23 says, Whoso denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Well, how is that? Why is that? Well, I, I don't know if I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe that there's a creator God. I just don't believe Jesus is God. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in the Father God. Why? Because there's this one. Jesus says, me and the Father are one. You say, show us the Father, Philip. Haven't you been with me like three years now and you haven't seen the Father? What are you talking about? I and the Father one. This is oneness. Jesus is God. Father God is God. You can't say, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I believe in God, I just don't believe in Jesus. Here, that's, that's illegitimate. You know, all through scripture, He's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, it said it over and over and over and over again. Well, I think I believe in God, I just don't believe in His Jesus. That's unfortunate. He's the only Savior. He's the only Messiah. He's the only Christ. Is there any up up there? Neither is the salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Well, I would tell you. I would I would absolutely tell you, you can get saved by this, you can say by this, you can say, I right, just take one, whatever, we'll all get there in the end. We think I have a, what do you why do you think I'm telling you? Because it's the true truth. It's what the scripture says. All I'm doing, I'm one trick pony. I'm just gonna tell you what the Bible says. Now, I'm not gonna tell you that you'll like what the Bible says. That's that's between you and God. Whoso denyeth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also, because they are one. Let, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. What about if I fall away? Well, okay. This we're gonna end with this. Back to verse nineteen. They went out from among us, but they were not of us. I asked Christ to come into my heart. What happened? He did. That's all. Uh, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Thanks. I need, a, I need all the help I can get. I can't, if it's up to me to stay the course. To, and by the way, that's my heart's desire. I want to be found faithful forever. I want to go in his presence And I want to have him say to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I'm a plowman. I grabbed hold of the plow. There's no turning back. There's no, the the world behind me, the cross before me. All those things. Is it all on me? Oh, I hope not. Oh, man, I hope not. He saved me. Can he keep me? We'll find out. I believe he can. Say, Adam, you've got to trust more in your own ability to maintain your relationship with God. I don't. I don't. I trust that He saved me. I trust that He can keep me. And if people go out, maybe they never, maybe their evangelism field, maybe you have to tell them. Maybe you have to show them this verse. I think that tells us a lot. It helps me in my thinking. Do we have all the answers? I got enough. I got enough to get me to heaven. And let's walk together. Let's look at scripture together. Let's study the Bible together. Let's find out things. I love our Bible, our daily Bible reading when people post stuff. This is what meant a lot to me. Frank's like Brenda. They're like the two, you know, Jedi masters and stuff like this. And I just I read that. And it's such a blessing to my heart that God's speaking to you and, he, and you're finding out something and you're sharing. That, I think that's what life looks like. Hey, let's do life together, right? Isn't that what fellowship's all about? Two fellows in the same ship. I love God. You love God. I love Jesus Christ. I'll follow him all day. Of the month. Hey, sounds good. We're going to the same place. Let's hang out. Let's go fellowship. Let's pray. We'll dismiss in song. I didn't get as far as I thought I was gonna, but it's good. We'll, we're all, we're all, it's all good. Stand, stand. Let's, let's pray. we are going It's slow, good. We're going through John at really a snail's pace, but I don't know. I think we're learning some stuff. I like to think so. Right, Father, I pray you would take what we've learned this morning, bless to our hearts. We want to be the real deal. I don't I never believe you wanted to keep us in the dark. I think you tell us some stuff, and I think sometimes we want to remain in the dark so we can play like we don't know any better. Help us, Lord, just to belong to you in a real born again way. Like I did, like I called on you for salvation, and you saved me. And your word says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved change our life for good and for God forever from this study in your word. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.